Are you okay? <sighs> that was 1978. 5,937 days ago. Shady side. A history of horror has earned it the nickname Killer Capital USA. What's happening to us? These massacres happened at Shadyside over and over. You were the only person who survived. How do we end this? You have to go back to where it all started. 1666. No, it's cord killers. That's where it all starts. Come on! <laughs> Welcome to Court Killers, the show about watching the stuff you love when you want, where you want, however you want. I'm Tom Merritt. Hey, I'm Brian Brushwood. But most importantly, is this what what am I looking at here, Bryce? A trilogy of horror flicks all related to each other? That's right. This is an upcoming Netflix film, uh, quote, film trilogy event called Fear Street. They used to call them miniseries. <laughs> uh, if you... <laughs> If the name sounds familiar to you, this is based on the works of R.L. Stein. Yeah. Uh, so these are three movies that represent different decades of this town, this cursed town. The first one is 1998. Ah. The second one is 1978, uh, 1994, 1978. And then the last one is 1666. They are coming out one every week starting July 2nd on Netflix. Look for Fear Street. So, so that's kind of wild that they're spreading them out, um, yeah. uh, especially since, you know, Netflix is a little bit known for binging. I, 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 I want to bring in our guest, uh, Tom, who do we have on this episode? Uh, please welcome to the show, everyone. The host, owner, operator, uh, hero of TV Black Box at tvblackbox.com.au, Steve Malk, welcome. Uh, hello, friends. Yes, welcome. Great to have be on the show, guys. Thank you for having me. So, so, uh, I, uh, Steve, uh, uh, am I the only one who thinks it's a bit weird to see Netflix spreading stuff out instead of doing the bingy, 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 wingy? Oh, look, it, it, I think it is, but I think it's Netflix also taking some cues from the fact that we're seeing this happen way more and the audience keen to see meted out content happen a little more. So I, uh, um, hmm. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I understand the logic of it, but I'm just surprised to see it from Netflix. Well, because it's movies, not a series, it doesn't break the mold. They also do week to week with some of the series that they cooperate on, like things that uh, things like Star Trek uh, that come out not on Netflix in the U.S. will come out weekly in the other markets. Yep. Um, so so it's it's not unheard of with Netflix. My guess is this is a little bit of an experiment to be like, oh, let's try this out. Let, let's see what data we collect. And now yeah, our Netflix library is is different to yours in exactly that. We get we get a lot of content that has been signed for outside of, you know, North America, Canada um, that lands with us. That is the weekly delivery that it would otherwise be on your Hulu or HBO Max or wherever else uh, in the US. Uh, but I think you're right that it's a good tester for Netflix to run some of their original content, particularly films, week to week. And let's be fair, three films all at once. You get three bites at the cherry if you spread it out. Yeah, which originally was the justification for, you know, not releasing everything all at once. But instead, uh, Netflix uh, correctly and daringly binged everything all at once. Uh, but what's funny is the moment, uh, I, I believe it was uh, uh, Tom that said the word experiment. Uh, the moment I heard that, I was like, yes, that's very Netflix is to constantly be tinkering mm. and playing around with this stuff. 
Yeah, capturing data. All right, folks, uh, you might have think we already did it, but that that's just a, a, a taste, just an appetizer. Now it's time for our primary target. Which is also about Netflix. Uh, Netflix doing some other interesting things beyond content acquisition and production. Uh, they announced the first Witcher Con coming July 9th. It'll be an online con, although one presumes that maybe next year it might be in person. Netflix is conducting this in partnership with CD Projekt Red to make it appeal to fans of the video games as well as the Netflix series and the books. So it'll be all things Witcher. It gives them a little boost because there's already a very well-established fandom uh, of the video games. And of course, season one of The Witcher was very popular as well. Uh, Netflix also released a teaser for season two of The Witcher showing Siri the character one presumes they might start putting out character oriented teases they have not released a date for the second season of witcher and netflix has launched its own online store in partnership with shopify to sell merchandise related to its shows now netflix has marketed uh, show related merchandise in stores uh, you can find it in sephora target walmart bunch of places this is the first time it will sell directly netflix.shop uh, it has limited edition products, high quality apparel. For example, you'll be able to get stuff tied to the Witcher and stranger things that you can't get elsewhere, as well as Netflix logo wear from big fashion houses like Japan's beams. And at launch, you'll be able to get products based on Yasuke and Eden animated series, as well as clothing inspired by Lupin in collaboration with the Louvre. Brian, they, they're, they're collaborating with the Louvre. I, I have a, a, I, I think a pretty That's strong a take on this, <laughs> but, but I want to toss to Steve first uh, with the question of, is this a gross cash grab or an actual service being done for the audience? I'll take both for $500. Thanks. Right. Netflix trying to have a go. They've got to expand their opportunity to make cash. Uh, this is a great way to do it. Why would you toss it out to anyone else when when now so particularly now so used to buying stuff online? Uh, I'll just go to the Netflix store and get the new Stranger Things hoodie or whatever. I, I, I don't think I used this metaphor before, but I, I, I think I have referred to a good brand being like a fractal. But I suddenly realized that the exact metaphor that I was thinking of was the question of what is the distance of the coastline of England? Now, if you use a one <laughs> meter stick, you get one answer. But if you use a, a, a 10 centimeter stick, and get more precise, you get a much longer coast, and eventually it becomes. You also get really frustrated because you keep dropping it because it's so small. Uh, yeah, yeah. In, 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 but eventually it becomes infinite, right? So, in a world where we know that cons are going to happen around beloved properties, we know that people are going to have clothing related to it, then I, 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 this is a case where after you've won so hard the way Netflix has won when it comes to the streaming audience then this is them bothering to pick up the the the, the little crumbs that that, that 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 fell off the cake they made. That's two metaphors in one. You're welcome. Wow. Boom. Yeah. And we're the ants. Uh, I, I look at this as the natural and, in fact, a small extension of Netflix always trying to grow smart. Uh, the fact that Netflix is a streaming service at all was Netflix growing smart, realizing that DVDs aren't mm. going to last us forever. What is the thing that will and going to streaming? Uh, a lot of folks have said that Netflix should take ads. They should have a, a free version with ads. And Netflix has always deemed that to be something that isn't in their best interest. They're, they're not doing it out of altruism. They're, they're looking at it and saying, no, we don't keep all the money. We would rather 
have you pay us directly. And so directly you pay them for the service. But this is another way to say, and if you're a huge fan of one of our properties, let's give you more ways. Now, the first step to that was obviously putting it in other stores, but this is saying, let's, let's give you something that's higher quality that you can get from us. Uh, and they're smart because they're partnering with Shopify, so they're not inventing the the mechanism for the online platform. Mm. And they're partnering with these high-end brands like Beams because they're not the ones who are smart at making apparel, but they're partnering with very high-quality people to do it as a way to say, this isn't just you know slapping our name on a, on a cheap hoodie. Uh, this is, this is high-quality stuff and hoping to get a little bit higher margin out of it for that, I bet. Man, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't set up like a Netflix review partner partner program where you get a bunch of uh, Mm. influencers to say, I just got the new hoodie from Stranger Things and I'm trying it on. Look at this. This is a great TikTok. Buy it. I get to use my promo code. So they're able to capture even more crumbs. Yeah, yeah. I'm a huge fan of Yasuke and Beams. And look at this. Now they're both in one. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Look, it's it's an amazing thing, right? Netflix, Netflix's global footprint, they are in every country bar three. So to open up a store that allows them to service that market. Uh, and, and look, I'd expect they're launching it globally. I wouldn't think that they'd hide it back and say only these markets to start with. Um, but how that then opens up the way exactly as you said, influence man, influences is the opportunity about how they get to extend that reach and open up some of those opportunities. Um, as an interesting kind of flip around on that, Netflix Australia have commissioned a new series called Byron Bays, B-A-E-S, um, ostensibly an obdoc or reality series all about Instagram influencers in Byron Bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're copping all sorts of heat from the local community about whether or not that's going to happen. I'm not sure if we'll see too many Stranger Thing hoodies on that. <laughs> well, they might be strange, but not Stranger Things. Is that what I'm picking yeah. up here? Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm looking farther down the road and wondering when does Netflix make its move? Like it makes perfect sense to be like, oh yeah, people love the Witcher. Let's make a con. Let's give them high quality merch. People love our anime. Let's, let's give them high quality merch. When are they going to do a theme park or an amusement park or something even smarter than me saying that where they're like, oh no, no theme park. That's, that's a sucker's game. Here's what you do. And they come up with something totally new. What? What I'm worried about is the fact that they're playing directly in the game. So there, there seems to be within fandom kind of two different ways to play. One is to be essentially hands off and let the people who love the thing go nuts with the, the thing that they love. You see that in a lot of the Star Trek stuff, you know, as long as you're not making, you know, selling ads in, in the middle of your of your of your spinoff yeah. or recreation of a Star Trek series, you're going to be fine. Um, a, a lot of mashup reimagining and stuff. Um, but now, I mean, once Netflix gets their hooks all the way into this, I can picture a world where you go to Dragon Con and the hot new item is all of a sudden yanked from the shelves because somebody walks around uh, saying, hey, I'm sorry, here's a C&D saying uh, you can't do that because that's that's our stuff. Well, but you have the same, you have the same issue with Star Trek merch, Star Wars merch, Disney but, merch, but you know, and they, they all have n- different approaches to it. N- so, none, none of them have a reputation for, for, for trying to maximize like they, all, all of this feels like they're trying to maximize their, their fan benefit. You don't think Disney has a reputation for trying to maximize their fan benefit? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me get back to you on that one. I present to you okay. galaxy's edge. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but 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 also, well, 
Like, is, is what you're saying everyone expects it from Disney and Viacom CBS, but Netflix still feels like the underdog somehow? Well, yeah, and also the fact that they're being so efficient, and and I don't, the only word that pops into my mind is mercenary, and I know that's not the right word for it, but 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 hmm. it feels like a Borg like move into you know capture all amounts of fandom and uh and 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 meanwhile the stuff that has come beforehand there's been a little bit more humanity they but but again these are these are feelings not not thoughts i i i'm looking at this as similar to what all these companies do where they offer merch for their for their biggest projects and and what i what i what just occurred to me is how close is this to disney Viacom, Warner, et cetera, or, and how close is it to modern Rogue, right? Where you have, you have a store that's selling the kinds of things that people like modern Rogue want, but you're not just selling like a modern Rogue t-shirt, right? Right. Well, and, and, and when we do, as a matter of fact, you know, we've had people who have said, uh, I made some modern Rogue fan art and then immediately we're like, uh, that's cool. Would you like us to sell it as a shirt? We'll make all the money, but your shirt will be out there. And if they say yes, great. If they say no, great. You know, like, like I, I, I feel like, I mean, that's where the smart money for Netflix is, right? It, is exactly. And that's what I'm suspicious of whether or not Netflix would be cool with. Yeah. Which they may not, but they also may not have that, the big ban hammer on people who, you know, don't try to sell their own stuff and just make a dragon con costume or something. At the core of it, though, we know why Netflix is doing this, right? It's all data. It's all about the information mm, that, that they too. can get as far as the people who are connected to loving series, watching it, because that extension, particularly into the cons and into shops, those kinds of things are reflective of the audience that allow them to go, ah, oh, so, yeah, this information that told us that 11 million people watch this series, we'll make another. We'll add in this yeah actor into write them a role make it be a thing oh Steve. because we know that that's the kind of you know slip we're getting on it you just caused me to have the most awful thought where i realized that 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 netflix is so good at being data driven i absolutely believe that a particular style or piece of clothing will be written into a show specifically so they can turn around and sell it i which, which shows do all the time correct I correct mean, correct that, yeah that's not new uh, also, if you look at if you look at Netflix, you've got T-shirts that say Eden. Uh, they're you know they're nicely designed. You have influencers like Christopher Kite draws inspiration from his lifetime love of anime. Uh, Nath- Natalie Nguyen, uh, digital sorceress, finds inspiration in Eden and Yasuke. Uh, this this is this is meant to feel like you're going into a boutique fashion shop that happens to be themed around that property you love. And it might, and it might actually be for the best. Um, I know that uh, th- there are people, for example, that make um, uh, leather jackets that happen to be themed on the uh, the SpaceX uh, uh, astronaut uniform or whatever, and they're just close enough but not too close. And and there's a an uneasy <laughs> yeah. and none, none of this stuff looks cosplay to me. That was my point. Right. This, right. this just looks like stuff you would you might buy off the rack at another store. They do have some trinkets oh I yeah guess they've got is, a couple of figurine kind of things in there i noticed i guess yeah. i thought this suit of armor was real sized but now i'm seeing oh, it, it is 4.5 inches it was tall like, yeah it was like a desktop thing 
But when you turn nice. that suit of armor sideways, it doesn't look like a suit of armor. I was about to. I, I, I didn't. I wasn't going to be the one to say it, Steve. But, <laughs> I mean, but I had that's to, between the, you the and same, your suit the of armor. Same, the same folks, part. we will not. Uh, we will this not is a judge. family show. All right. This is a family. It is. It's between <laughs> you and your family. That. <laughs> uh, hey, folks, be part of the Cord Killers family and support us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Cord Killers is where you go. Uh, you get a few perks if you support us and you get the benefit of knowing you supported us directly. No middleman. Right, yeah. right, Brian? There's a little bit of a product that we like to sell that we don't think that Netflix has yet. It's called Smug Satisfaction, and it's what yeah. you get with yeah. just $1 an episode, knowing you're better than everyone else on the planet because you are keeping us loud, live, and independent at patreon.com slash cordkillers. Yeah, smug, not smog. Help us out. Let's talk about how to watch. The HBO Max app for Apple TV became almost unusable last week uh, after a so June second. Oh, it was really bad. It, was it so just bad. did not work. Uh, the update came on June second. The culprit appeared to be HBO Max switching from using the native TVOS video player. Uh, just just a brief look into how this works without getting too technical. Every operating system, the one on your phone, the one on your laptop, the one on your t- Apple TV, uh, will have some some built-in stuff that apps can take advantage of, or they can do it themselves. If you take advantage of the built-in stuff, usually it works very predictably, but it might not have all the features you want. So you might want to build it yourself in order to add some extra whistles and bells. That's what HBO Max did, except their version of the custom player did not work at all. So June 9th, they updated the app to switch back to the native Apple TV OS video player. Uh, and it works fine. The, the the question being, not like mystery solved, their own custom app sucked. But what got missed in the QA where they didn't notice any of this stuff? Like that 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 seems like an incredible failure because it wasn't just kind of buggy for some people. Usually, when I've seen these on Daily Tech News Show, it's like, oh, it's you know. 0.01% of people, but because it's so widespread, that's a lot of people. This was everybody. Everybody was like, this thing just doesn't work. So my my question to you, Steve, is if you were a betting person, who lost more money? HBO Max that day or uh, TVOS? <laughs> like, like, like who <laughs> suffered the greater hit? Yeah, look, I, I think that all it will have done is forced HBO Max customers that use it via Apple TV onto other services. So that's a HBO Max loss 100%. Um, but not outside the realms. In my former life, I worked in you know IT testing and QA and those sorts of things. That stuff can slip through, but nothing that big. Like the actual yeah. app stopping doing the thing that it is meant to do should not have got out of the lab. For a wide variety of people, right? It's one thing if it's like, oh, yeah. we tested it in this condition, but there was like one percent that had this other condition we didn't test for. No, this was this was very widespread. Like I just can't imagine how this got out. And don't forget, the uh, the Warner Media spinoff hasn't happened yet. This is AT and T's company. Now, granted, yeah, not the same problem. developers at AT and T and Warner Media, but yeah, you think they would have been able to make this work a little better? But hey, they did the right thing and they switched it back. Maybe it took a little longer than people would have liked, but it works again now. And if they ever want to do their own custom video player, again, you can expect that they will try to make very sure it works before they put it in. <laughs> I'd be intrigued to know why they thought that the TVOS player wasn't good enough. Honestly. Yeah. It's not I, like it's you know, bad. I, I didn't do enough digging down to find out what the new features were. Usually it's like, oh, we want to do this nifty, cool thing like Amazon X-Ray, for instance. 
uh, yeah. where, where it's like, that's not built in. So we'll have our own player or maybe there's a, like a more technical reason, like, Oh, it's better for our server communication or something like that. Uh, I didn't oh, sure. find out anything about that, but yeah, that's, uh, well, they're, they're back to native. Uh, also, Walmart began selling its own on-branded 4K Android TV device. That's O-N-N. Cost you 30 bucks for the 4K one. A $25 HD version is still on the way. Uh, On's 4K device is a small black square with Dolby support. The upcoming HD device will be just a streaming stick that you plug in the HDMI uh, port. They both come with a Google reference design remote that has dedicated buttons for Netflix, Disney+, YouTube, and HBO Max. Uh, I suppose I'm a little bit surprised, uh, to not hear about any, uh, or maybe there are more bells and whistles than I would expect, or maybe that they're, 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 the margins are better. I would assume that internally there's some kind of discussion of about like, Hey, somebody's going to ask you for a stick or a box or something. Why don't you guide them on over to the one that makes us slightly more? Yeah. Well, and price 30 bucks for a 4k. That's pretty good. Yeah. So it's going to help and, people and, that don't have smart TVs, right? Like the, right. it's interesting in Australia, we've only just got the fire stick and like Amazon's proprietary bits to mm-hmm. land down here officially. I mean, people yeah, yeah. have been sort of gray marketing them in, uh, but Amazon haven't officially supported it in Australia until recently. Uh, but we also have really limited um, options when it comes to these kinds of things. Yes, we've got the Apple TV. Yes, we've now got the fire stick. Um, beyond that, there's a rebadged version that one of our telcos resells it's kind of a weird place that we live in over here because there's 26 million of us and 330 million of you so you can like if walmart sell what 10 20 million of those they'd be pretty happy sure oh sure yeah this in, in some ways i look at this and i think uh this this is a one of those milestones for streaming devices which which is you now have Walmart seeing it worth the value to have a house brand streaming stick, right? They're not just, Mm. it was one thing when they started stocking Roku's, right? Like, Oh wow. You can buy a Roku at a Walmart. Uh, now it's, Hey, we want to have our own house brand of this. It's that much of a staple. We're selling that many of these, uh, that, that it's worth it for us to, to get into the game. And with Android TV, it's, it's easy. The operating system's all taken care of. You just, you just got to put together the hardware. Finally, the Dr. Thunder of sticks. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> all right let's talk about what to watch and under surveillance paramount plus announced new titles coming this summer uh an exclusive won't be coming to theaters is the sci-fi movie infinite premiering on june 10th that's the one starring mark Wahlberg and chiwetel ajiafor Paw Patrol the movie will premiere in theaters and on Paramount Plus at the same time, August 20th. And A Quiet Place Part 2, which is in theaters right now exclusively, will come to Paramount Plus after leaving theaters. Now, it's a 45-day window here in the U.S., but it's going to be different in the different markets. So depending on your local Paramount Plus and theater release schedule, that'll change. Paramount also announced new pricing of $4.99 a month with ads and $9.99 a month without ads. The more expensive tier also includes 4K, Dolby Vision, offline viewing, and uh, on mobile anyway, and live sports and local channels. Uh, yeah, dude, all of this sounds good. I, I, I really want to talk about A Quiet Place, but that, that's a future story here. I'm looking forward to seeing what Paramount Plus looks like. We don't have it in Australia yet. It's launching in the middle of the year, I think July, August. Uh, and uh, until that happens, we have to put up with uh, Viacom CBS, 
wholly owned subsidiary, 10 Networks version called 10 All Access, uh, which is not great. I heard it's 10 Some Access. Yeah, it's 10 Maybe Access. <laughs> 10 might access could access yeah. should and, access and the worst part for us here is that anything that's half decent at least in recent history has had deals done so we get a bunch of the real high quality cbs all access stuff becoming paramount plus although that will stay there uh, has already landed on other networks or other streamers so paramount plus to launch and work in australia is going to have to have a really significant uh footprint and reason to to want to get me to to sign up yeah yeah uh, Netflix announced a number of anime series. This was part of their Geeked Week, uh, where they announced a, a bunch of stuff. The next Gundam will come to Netflix called Mobile Suit Gundam Hathaway, uh, with Hathaway Noah leading a rebellion against Earth Federation. No date on that yet. Uh, Shaman King comes out August 9th. Eden's Zero, August 26th. They released some teaser art for a horror series called Exception and some art for Bright Samurai Soul. There's also a uh, a cold weather horror film called Make My Day. And the series Godzilla Singular Point, which is already out in Japan, will be available globally and dubbed in English starting on June 24th. So anime is one of those interesting genres where, uh, and, and I, I'll, I'll go ahead and lump a horror in there as well, where it's, if you don't, offer enough service, you risk people running off to a shutter or a jelly roll or, or whatever. Um, and, uh, in this case, uh, uh, I, 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 I am certain that everybody who is working on these things are trying as hard as possible, but, but the, the mercenary in me thinks, yeah, just be good enough to keep everyone in the Netflix house. Like, 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 like keep everybody who's into this, you know, from wanting to, press pause on their, on their, uh, their uh, subscription. Yeah. I think, I think, I also you're right, Bryce, it's crunchy roll. I, I said jelly roll. Jelly <laughs> roll was actually a blues bar here in Austin. That, that, that's yeah, what I was where, where Brian would often watch his crunchy roll uh, uh, yes. episodes while, yes. while drinking at the jelly roll. Uh, no, uh, I, I think Netflix knows it's not going to compete with crunchy roll, but it would like to be the other service that the crunchy roll fan has because it has stranger things in the Witcher and some anime, right? It it does that in a lot of these subgenres where it's like, hey, we're going to give you a little bit of what you want. If you want Korean dramas, there's nothing better than Rocket and Vicky. But Netflix has some too. In fact, some of the same ones. So might as well keep Netflix around, right? Same thing with anime. I think that's what they're doing here. I don't think they expect to be seen as the source for anime, but having enough of it that people think of it as like, oh, I also need to have Netflix along with whatever else I have. Yeah, with all this breaking down of services into these small micro services that are very theme specific. Um, do you reckon that we're going to see a, a quicker move where we, they just get subsumed by some of these bigger players where Netflix goes, Hey, Crunchyroll, awesome. We're just going to buy you, you and your whole library. You're coming to us. I, I think we have seen a lot of that. Yeah, and I Sony think that, did that. That, yeah. that, that is, that is uh, my, my, uh, my poorly worded proposal was that they're, they're trying to take out insurance to prevent having to make those kind of moves again by keeping everybody yeah, yeah. generally happy and in their a ecosystem. A lot of them are already owned by big players. They're just marketed as keeping because the brand. it makes you feel like, oh, this is just horror. I'm going to get Shudder, even though it's owned by a big yep. company. It could be rolled into some other service. Right. 
Apple TV yeah, Plus cool. released a trailer promoting its summer series. Uh, they had some clips from Ted Lasso, a first look at the Foundation series, brief glimpses at Invasion, uh, a comedy from Paul Rudd and Will Ferrell called The Shrink Next Door, and a little look at season two of The Morning Show. In fact, there's also a trailer out now for The Morning Show, uh, which is set to premiere on September 17th. I couldn't tell whether or not all of these were brand new clips I was seeing, or it seemed like a lot of them were sort of just a just a flex celebration of how awesome they already were i, I was left a little <laughs> bit confused by 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 this it, it seemed like something i would see just running in a loop at, at an e3 booth or something I, I i didn't know what to make of it i mean the, f- the first time i saw this was before watching an apple tv plus show uh so it, it's absolutely what it's meant for is like hey folks uh in case you were doubting your apple tv plus su- subscription look at all the stuff that's coming up you're not going to want to leave yeah not so my, much yeah. let's tell you something you didn't know about this show yeah like i i think the one that 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 really got me confused was when when it said tom hanks and greyhound i'm like yeah that was great wasn't that a year ago what am i yeah, what, yeah. what is yep. this yeah but yeah, like any all, library based you know well, any service like that has got to remind you what's there because particularly Apple started off cold, right? They didn't have a whole bunch and they wanted you. And now they're building, 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 building. Um, Ted Lasso season two, I think is going to be phenomenal. Uh, I loved that first series so, so much. Same. Uh, and having seen the new Morning Wars trailer that came out today, it actually made me feel like Apple need to get some new promo editors because they just lent in too much to the whole drama of what we, you know, expect is coming from this series. Just ease up a little bit, guys. Don't come in so hot. Um, we want to buy in and we want to see what happens with the new series of The Morning Show, but called Morning Wars here in Australia. Um, but just calm down. Calm down, you guys. But yeah, leave, leave us a little. I, I mean, I, I definitely came out of it with some questions of like, oh, wait, Steve Carell's still in it. Okay. You know, what's mm. his part really going to be? And, and, and what, what is Jennifer Aniston's character going to do? Like, that's an interesting question, but I know what you mean. It was, Apart from it was leave very the show, much, yeah. yeah. Like you, you don't need to watch the first episode necessarily after watching that trailer. <laughs> Uh, little tidbit here, Marvel Studios EVP of production, Vittoria Alonso, talked about the Disney Plus animated series What If in a panel on Monday and showed a clip. Uh, it's not posted online, but apparently uh, showed a clip of Peggy Carter transforming into Captain Britain uh, with some appearances by Steve Rogers and Howard Stark. Uh, these are, This is animated, so they just need the voices of these folks. So it gives them a lot more latitude to be able to include folks. That series is expected to come out sometime this summer. Don't have a date on it yet. Yeah, and I I would go so far as to say as they don't even need the voices as we just watched with Modoc. Mm. They just grabbed they somebody. They get them. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, at that point, you don't care. Uh, what what if was always one of my favorite stories. Um, without being too spoilery, with because uh, we're going to talk about Loki later on. Uh, 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 what if is very freewheeling in its uh, multiverse of ideas. One might say. Um, uh, it, it sounds like Loki is not, uh, so I'm really curious to see how they spin everything in that regard. It's going to be great. I'm keen to see this. I, I am enjoying Marvel's incarnation on Disney plus, particularly the episodic stuff that they're doing. Mind you hanging out for uh, black widow. Cannot wait to see that film. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, first trailer for Netflix's Masters of the Universe Revelation is out, arriving July 23rd. Uh, if you don't know much about this yet, Mark Hamill voices Skeletor, and Kevin Smith is running the show, picking up the story where the original series from the 80s left off. Sure, it'll be great. Buy more toys. I mean, they are explicitly working with Mattel to reflect the style of the toys. <laughs> I don't know that that shocks anyone for me to say that, but yes. I mean, I mean that's also the origin of the original series was they yep, would walk yep. into a room, Absolutely. they would throw a toy and they, they would just say, his name's trap job, make a story. <laughs> and it's like, okay, what, what should we call this man with arms? Uh, man in arms. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right. <laughs> this um, guy's sort of a he man. Call him he man. Uh, yeah. A few other notes here. The Disney Plus She-Hulk series starring Tatiana Maslany has cast Jamila Jamil from The Good Place. Uh, we don't know what her role will be, but was described as major by Variety. Uh, C, the Apple TV show, has been approved for a third season ahead of the premiere of season two on Apple TV Plus August 27th. Paramount Plus released some images and a cast list for Star Trek Prodigy. That's the one about the kids who commander commandeer a derelict Federation vessel. And uh, there's an emergency training hologram of Catherine Janeway, which will be voiced, uh, of, of course, by the original Catherine Janeway. Uh, production has begun on a six-part series from Netflix about the rise of Spotify. Netflix released the first five minutes of its anime Resident Evil Infinite Darkness coming July 8th. Yes, there's a helicopter crash in it. And season two of I Think You Should Leave with Tim Robinson has a date arriving July 6th. Uh, would it be fair to compare Star Trek Prodigy to kind of uh, the Clone Wars of Star Trek Universe? Would that would that be artistically Maybe. speaking? Maybe, yeah. Uh, it's or even Rebels because Rebels was avowedly seven plus, and yeah. I think Prodigy is meant to be all ages essentially, but targeted towards kids. Uh, but 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 I I definitely may have watched all of. I think you should leave. Uh, three more laps since the last time we discussed it. I I enjoyed it very much. Yeah, I uh, I absolutely cannot wait. Uh, and because it's on Netflix, I will watch all of it immediately. I will not be waiting. Yes. waiting. As quickly right. as you you're, can. You're a fan too? Yeah, yeah, look, I'm a big fan. And I'm, I'm really keen to see where Star Trek Prodigy also, just to jump back, uh, where that fits and how all of that plays in. I love the introduction of, of Janeway as a, a captain of note, who I think fans of a certain era of Star Trek will love, but to have her as the emergency training sort of video process for them, beautiful touch uh yeah, yeah. one one last question on she hulk uh if we're placing our bets is jamila jamil uh, uh, a villain or 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 bff in in this villain. she's a bad girl it's got to be a villain right yeah yeah yeah, yeah villain all right, let's talk about what we've had our eyes on, uh, something that we've been watching we want to share with the group. Uh, Steve, what have you been watching? I've been deep, deep in Sweet Tooth, the new Netflix DC Comics-based fantasy series about uh, this new, you know, kind of pandemic. You might not have heard about it. You know, rocked the world, a whole bunch of people died. And about the same time, these hybrid humans started being born. As we can see here, Gus, who is the centre of the story, is part deer, part human, uh, raised as a normal boy otherwise. He has exceptional hearing, smelling, and uh, big ears and antlers sticking out his head. Uh, it is an incredible tale. My wife and my 14-year-old daughter and I absolutely smashed through this series and cannot wait for season two to come. It is delightful. It is emotional. And I think the thing that I loved about it is that um, not just the connections to, of course, modern day reflecting the idea of COVID and how it's affected us, but the hope that it represents 
It's so delightful. What a great series. I, I, yeah, I, we were just talking, uh, my wife and I, just the other day, we came up on our Netflix recommendations. And we're like, oh, we got we to start that. So this is a good nudge to, to, to get to watching. Uh, this was the first thing recommended after I, I finished uh, Jupiter's Legacy. Uh, and, and I almost hit go, but I was like, I Ooh. have so much more TV to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say I almost so hit go, minutes, but you're like, wait, if it's thinking I liked Jupiter's Legacy. <laughs> no, I, actually, and, and we'll talk about that too, but I, but largely, spoiler alert, I did enjoy all right, it. All right, good, good. Not as much uh, as I, I love I don't know if it will turn pick. you on or off, but Will Forte is um, a, a lead character in the opening episode and delightful, delightful turn Excellent. by Excellent. Right on. Uh, uh, Tom, what are you watching? Mm. I am watching, well, I'm not watching. I watched my first movie in a theater uh, since February 2020. <gasps> uh, in a, a quiet place, a theater, a theater. It's it's this place where they put a bunch of seats in a room together. What kind and of place more than it? one person goes in. Sometimes you don't even know who they are. And you just sit and you watch so the movie on this really, really big screen. Says on the lounge room. <laughs> uh, I watched A Quiet Place Part Two in that very place that you're, that you're describing there. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it was. I mean, to get to the the COVID part out of the way, uh, it, there were good protocols. You had to keep your mask on unless you were actively eating. Uh, they had restricted number of people in there. It was a small theater with the reclining seats, so we had no one even near us, which was the best part of it. Mm. COVID or not COVID, is like not having anybody leaning up against you. Uh, but there was. Uh, there were other people in the room. And so watching a quiet place mm. part two was fun because you got that moment where like it is dead silent and, and no one's even touching their M&Ms or their popcorn. And, and then there's the jump scare and everybody squeals together. Right. Uh, and I will say a quiet place part two worked. I, I wasn't sure if they could pull it off again. Cause it's like, okay, we've been through this once, uh, but they, they did a great job in execution and, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I don't know that I would enjoy it unless I'd seen the first one, but having seen the first one, I definitely enjoyed the second one. Uh, so I, 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 I got halfway through and everyone could tell me whether or not I should finish it. Uh, Bo Burnham's, uh, uh inside. Um, it seemed sad in a way that made me sad and I'm like, aren't you funny? And then I just felt sad. And then all okay. of a sudden I got distracted because uh, we're launching <laughs> our new original series, World's Greatest Con. So if you go to uh, worldsgreatestconpodcast.com or we, uh, what's funny is after buying that, <laughs> Justin figured out that for over almost a year, he's owned Greatest Con Podcast. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, oh, wow. It's so long, and it's so similar to a podcast network that I accidentally typed in at first. <laughs> Here's the thing. There are four episodes in season one. We're going to release the RSSP, uh, RSS feed tonight with episodes one and two. Uh, I'm also going to make public the uh, video version of uh, episode one. Uh, uh, this is the secret project that Justin and I have been working on for seven and a half, eight months. I'm really, really excited about it. Uh, some of you may think it's a story you've heard before, but you, you ain't heard it like this, and you certainly haven't heard uh, the parts that I've, that I've shared. No, man. I, I I am relieved that you can say it out loud, and I've only just known about it. I haven't even been working on it. I can't imagine how you guys feel being able to like <laughs> let it out of the world. Yeah. It was really subtle how you just you know wedged it in there like no one would have seen it coming. 
All right, Bryce, what should we be on the lookout for? Hey, Cliff sent in a pick on a service we don't talk about much, Cliff writes. Hi, Killers. I don't remember you mentioning the show before. It is Pennyworth on the Epic's subscription streaming service. Uh, it is a dark comedy slash action origin story for Alfred Pennyworth of Batman fame. It is set in 1960s England. Alfred is a young British SAS veteran who works as security at a club with a few army buddies. He does side jobs that take advantage of a special skills learned in the, a- the SAS. He gets mixed up with a CIA agent named, named Thomas Wayne. Hmm. The show seems to take place in a slightly alternate history uh, universe and comes off as a kind of a Marvel version of a James Bond story. So far, there's been one season, and it is entertaining and different. Hopefully, they make more seasons of the show. Cliff, thanks, Cliff. Uh, yeah, they. Uh, 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 is there two? Uh, I I'm seeing two seasons. Maybe the second season is not out. Uh, no, it definitely looks like there's a, two seasons of uh, Pennyworth. So, uh, thank you, Cliff. Check out Pennyworth on Epics. Uh, epix i believe there are 20 episodes in two seasons now um if you've got some yeah the last time we mentioned pennyworth on the show was june 10th 2019 uh, and that was just as an example of the kind of shows you could get on on epix Epix. (laughs) (laughs) well if you've got something we should be on the lookout for please email it to us cordkillers at gmail.com thank you excellent hey uh, well, Brian, when you're not making world's greatest con, uh, how do you spend your time on a computer making content? Oh, With what computer? Oh my goodness, psych! I, I just tricked you. What what systems do you think we use to make world's greatest con podcast We went ah, to the smoothest <laughs> transitions in the business, my friends. <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, <laughs> we we use doghousesystems.com/slash/rogue. They're the people who provided all of the equipment for this show please support them because they support us and also uh, go subscribe because the rss is available <laughs> oh my God. wow okay it's going great wow. and and now the segment next lines front be will <laughs> front lines Samba TV uh, is uh, one of the companies that does analysis. In their case, they do analysis of anything connected to a smart TV, whether it's the apps on the smart TV or like a Roku plugged into it. Uh, Samba TV estimates that Loki reached 890,000 households in the U.S. on day one, making it the largest U.S. premiere day audience for any Marvel Disney Plus show, uh, according to Samba's records. A view for Samba means someone watched on a smart TV device, so either the TV or the plugged-in device, for at least five minutes, but does not count mobile or laptops. Uh, Well-deserved, and it's very hard for me to not want to talk just about Loki for the next 20 minutes. So (laughs) instead, uh, uh, Steve, unless you have something to chime in on, I'm going to go on to the next item. Yeah, we'll talk about it later. Okay, good. A Quiet Place Part 2 became the first movie to pass $100 million at the box office in the U.S. since March of 2020 with $108 million. Those are American dollars, Steve. It was the first major theater-exclusive release in months and will head to streaming in 45 days. Uh, Godzilla vs. King Kong, which launched on HBO Max at theaters uh, at the same time, is just behind it with $99.6 million. Uh, in the Heights had a simultaneous release in HBO in theaters and HBO Max, bringing in 11.4 million, short of the estimated 20 million that they were expecting. Uh, uh, d- does that make it a flop, guys, or or is that just just uh, this crazy world that we're it's, in? It's it's hard to say. In the Heights is an interesting one because it wasn't expected to make a lot because it's a niche mm. movie, 
but it still missed the the expectations, right? So now the 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 crunching begins of like, oh, is does this tell us that this kind of audience for for a Lin Manuel Miranda musical event still doesn't want to leave the house or prefers to watch on HBO Max if it's available? Like it's it's kind of hard to tell why you're having such a difference there. There's certainly was a boost to A Quiet Place Part Two by not being available any other way, because uh, Godzilla versus Kong theoretically would would be about the same, and it's it's been out for a few more weeks than A Quiet Place Part Two, but it hasn't quite caught up with it yet. Yeah, I, I reckon that you have to think that that eight point six million is tucked away in HBO Max numbers, right? Surely. Um, that said, I have heard some reviews from some friends that said while it was good, you just kept expecting to hear you know a Hamilton song bust out. And it didn't, and they were just kind of. You're, you're talking off guard about a quiet place, right? Thing. <laughs> yeah. Yes, of course. <laughs> I'm not throwing away. Anyone. <laughs> 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 and then you're like, "Why wasn't there a Hamilton song right there?" Uh, no, no, no. It makes no, no. It makes sense. Uh, In the Heights would would be a thing. I, I tend to think it's a combination of people saying like, "Well, I don't need to see that in the theater." You know, like it's, it doesn't have huge special effects. My daughter is a tremendous fan of Hamilton and and Lin-Manuel Miranda's work. Uh, I texted her saying, Hey, it's out right now. I I don't know if she went and saw it. And I don't know if that's a case where it had been just hyped for, you know, that felt like a last year hype thing or, or what. Didn't they release the first Uh, eight minutes, the opening number on YouTube? yeah. 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 I don't know if that worked. Maybe that maybe the people are like, that's it. That's all I needed. That's great. Thank you. I'm done. Uh, the Google TV software interface overlying some Android TV devices. Uh, it's, a, it's a prettier, nicer designed interface for Android TV. Uh, now lets you choose Sling TV uh, as one of the live TV viewing guide options. In fact, it's the second option. They used to not give you an option. Previously, you could only use YouTube TV for the live guide. Uh, if you don't realize Google TV has a special live TV tab, uh, you could obviously open any app and get its own guide, but this was a, a tab that would pull in the guide without you having to open the app. If you just wanted to quickly check what was on, uh, give you a traditional grid like you'd get on any cable TV service. Uh, and so now if you're a Sling TV user, you can say, oh, make my live TV guide tab show Sling TV, not YouTube TV. And meanwhile, the Apple TV Plus app is coming to NVIDIA Shield and streaming boxes. The Shield runs Android. Uh, the Apple TV Plus gives users access to Apple TV Plus shows, purchase content from Apple, and any channels like Showtime or AMC Plus that have been purchased as an add-on. Yeah. NVIDIA Shield users are very passionate. They are. Uh, and and this this is smart for Apple to cater to them. Uh, yes. Uh, in fact, I believe there's an internal memo that says cater to them before they write cord killers. And for that, we say <laughs> thank you. <laughs> oh, I fully expect us to get the email saying something about NVIDIA Shield that we didn't mention just now. Because we mentioned <laughs> NVIDIA Shield at all. So. Yes. Uh, pretend I said that thing. All right. Uh, if you were wondering about the name of the eventual spinoff company that will merge Discovery and Warner Media next year, it will be called... Warner Brothers Ugh. Discovery. All right. Oh, that, friends, is the outcome of like a four-hour long lunch. <laughs> That's, I think that may be underestimating. Yeah, it might have even been longer. Uh, but Lots of booze. I, I, can't, I mean, it says what it is. You know, they 
They once called it AOL Time Warner. Now it's going to be Warner Brothers Discovery. Like I like that the tagline. I just look forward to John Oliver shitting all over it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that the tagline is in lowercase Ariel, and it's the stuff that dreams are made of. And there's no punctuation. There's no like embellishment. The stuff that dreams are made of. And the way that you said it, Bryce, it sounded like you know the nerdy guy off the Simpsons. The stuff that dreams are made of. It's like this afterthought that keeps I wasn't putting a voice happy. on it, but uh, <laughs> but, but if you heard it, then yeah, it's there. <laughs> that is from the Maltese Falcon. <laughs> the stuff the dreams are made of. So obviously they're trying to evoke Humphrey Bogart's understated way of speaking, Bryce. Of uh, uh, oh, uh, yes. Of apologies. <laughs> he, everyone knows Humphrey Bogart's spoken Ariel. Famously adverse to punctuation as well. <laughs> Hated punctuation. He hates it. Had it in all his comments. Look at it. They put it in damn he'd, he'd paragraph. Rather, he'd rather punctuation. Format. It also no. kind of fades into the clouds. It's uh, okay. Uh, this yeah, is a like, low quality JPEG, John, Tom. Let's 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 be a little easy. Hey, Are we sure that's hey, the official logo? On. It on. is. I've seen it's it. It's the stuff that dreams are made of. The stuff that dreams are made of. It's the stuff that dreams. Also, also, right, maybe, maybe on. one more thing. If, if we're if we're, if we're yeah, picking yeah. on it, look at the foreshortening. It doesn't even center up. It's like off center for some reason. Well, it's fine. Yeah, it's to a, show the show that they're edgy. They're not, okay, you know, okay. not, <laughs> not square. Dispatches from the yeah. front. Just, yeah, like what he said. Always good to hear from B-Lissa. B-Lissa writes, you keep talking about the Friends reunion, so I thought I'd share some trivia with you you might be interested in. My son used to work at the Lego store. He told me the Friends Central Perk Lego set that went on sale in 2019 set records for how fast it sold out. Lego was so impressed by its popularity that they made another set that came out just last week, June 1st. That one has the kitchens and living rooms of both apartments and the hallway in between. It's bigger and pricier than the first one. And I don't have any sales data except that it's practically sold out on Amazon. I don't know what this says about our culture, but it's clear Friends has a massive fandom. Love the show. Your boss, Belissa. I, I love I love how I hear each individual detail and I'm like, oh man, it sounds like Friends are, is a big deal. And then I finished the thought and I thought, yeah, whoa. Newsflash: Friends is a big deal. Friends is a real big deal. Yeah, which I bet, but I think it's a reaction to us having some skepticism expressed on the show about how many people would be interested in a Friends reunion, and it's like, well, I, I, I think that's more Lego, that's so. more of us uh, in our age demographic than anything else. It's the first wave of new nostalgia, right? It's the the it's the show yeah. that we remember being on air that we now care about. Wondering what happened to those guys. Um, yeah. and, and let me for, tell you, as an adult fan of Lego myself, woof. That's happening. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Send us pics once you've got it assembled. Uh, I, I, I don't know if I have an answer for this one. Hopefully you do, Tom. Everyone is making a big deal about James Bond films and the MGM Amazon deal, but nobody's mentioning the classic MGM musicals. Is that because they're not part of the deal? I remember Turner bought those rights years ago. Are they part of HBO Max? Where's that Turner stuff ending up? Or are they on Paramount Plus? Hard to keep track. Bye-bye, John from New Jersey. Uh, yeah, no, I, I understand why you're asking this, John. Uh, we're not speaking about James Bond so much in the library content of Sean Connery uh, as we are about the ability to make new films that will bring in 
300, 500 million dollars. That's why James Bond keeps getting brought up in relation to MGM, Amazon. Not that the James Bond library isn't also an, uh, a big deal to add to Amazon, uh, but the, and the musicals would be too. It's just that you're not as likely to make 300 to 500 million dollars by making a new version of uh, I don't know the Music Man. I don't even know if that's an MGM one, uh, but but you are by making James Bond making a new James Bond film is printing money. Basically. Yeah, that's actually the plot device of the next James Bond movie. Somebody <laughs> who wants to yeah, print, the money. Guy print money, print James money, Bond yeah. all over yeah. it. <laughs> Yeah, and it turns out that it's the, it's Amazon. That's the villain, uh, which is weird. They might change that. Joe writes in with the question: uh, uh, Do you guys know what the the current situation with Apple TV's plus price uh, Apple TV plus pricings is? Uh, I bought a few Apple products over the last year. I have no idea when they're going to start charging me money for Apple TV plus. Is it just for free for device purchasers? Also, when are they going to start asking me for money right uh, right, right before T Ted Lasso comes back? The, uh, the short answer, Joe, is they will ask you for money right before Ted. Lasso. So yeah, right. Back, <laughs> most likely. Uh, if you want to know how much longer you have on your free trial, you can go into your settings, click on your name, and then look, click on subscriptions, go to Apple TV plus, and it'll tell you like, this is paid. This is good through this date. Uh, but it has been confusing because they kept extending it during the pandemic. Uh, it was only supposed to be yep. like a year. And then they're like, oh, we're going to give everybody an extra three months. Oh, we're going to give them an extra six months. Uh, then they introduced new bundles where some people bought the bundle for other reasons and then got Apple TV thrown into that. Uh, I looked it up for you, Joe. On the Apple website, it says, if you buy an Apple device, Apple TV Plus is included free for one year. A monthly subscription is $4.99 a month after a free seven-day trial. If you don't get the free one year with the device, and Apple TV Plus is included in Apple One, which is one of those bundles I was just mentioning, which bundles up five other Apple services into a single monthly subscription. So if you bought a device, you will, if you buy a device now and you never had a free subscription to Apple TV Plus, you'll get it for a year. Uh, it's back to just being a year. If I think you, you only, only got three it months for free, right now, Tom. I, 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 hate, I hate to be that guy, but it looks like you only get three I'm months. I'm just saying what Apple says on their website. I'm on an Apple terms and conditions page. Well, I wrote oh, down yeah. the word Apple. So I think oh. we're all on the same footing here. Cause I think I they're pairing it back. Apple cause, one. cause I think they're throwing in like uh, Apple arcade and stuff. Cause like I got a new phone and I didn't get Apple TV plus, but I did get Apple arcade for a few months. Ah, you know what? You're right. I was uh, accessing a, an older version of the page. Thank you, Bryce. A eligible devices activated July 1st, 2021 or later will qualify for offers of three months free Apple TV+. Plus. Eligible devices activated on June 30th or earlier will qualify for offers of 12 months. So you've got until July 1st if you haven't had this. Uh, pertaining to Joe, though, if you already have it free, you don't get it again. Like, once once the free runs out, you're done. Yeah, but more importantly, pertaining to Steve, where could we see so much more of your beautiful work, sir? The best place, friends, is tvblackbox.com.au. We'll give you all that you need to see. Otherwise, you could subscribe either to the TV Black Box podcast, comes out weekly, or the TV Binge Box podcast, where on the filmer we talk about the business of television and what's happening. On TV Binge Box, we talk about the things you should be watching. This sounds what, what an amazing concept. Yeah, I was yeah. about to I say, it's, it's, it's a... Boy, if it weren't summer over here and if it weren't winter <laughs> over there, I think we'd have a fight. Because we, do, well, we do the, op we do the opposite. We have a show that we talk about shows and then we also have oh. a show where we talk about the business of it. See, it's, it's right. the reverse of what you have. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's completely different. Upside down. <laughs> uh, if people want to find uh, where you are, where should they go? Wait, he I'm just at said Steve it. Mulk. No, no, that's with the thing. But otherwise, I'm at Steve Mulk on all of the socials. That's what you want to care about, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And tvblackbox.com. Yeah, yeah, stuff, stuff. Sure, TV sure. Black Box. But yeah. Something, something. People want the real Steve Monk. Our yeah, website is cordkillers.com. Our email Monk. address our email address is cordkillers at gmail.com. We're live on twitch.tv slash night attack. Also carried on diamondclub.tv Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. We'll see you next time. Hey, Tom Merritt. Yes, Brian Brushwood. Know who I love even more than my own children? Your other children no not my wife i know what you're saying i love our five dollar patrons these are the people that keep us loud live and independent thank you so much five dollar patrons you know what i love them more than not life itself because then i'd be dead and i couldn't appreciate them but really 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 close and i'm so thankful that they are here to make this show happen thank you so much to all of our five dollar a month patrons you guys are wizards you're champions you're heroes Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> <laughs>